Talk to me. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren. We are joined by a, a huge group of extraordinary powerhouse women today. In the studio, we have Clarice Connolly, a coach for uh, women's empowerment, especially a kick-ass women's empowerment coach from San Diego, California. You can find out more about Clarice by going to empoweringwomen, that's plural, dot coach, not dot com, dot coach, empoweringwomen.coach. <laughs> We're also joined for the first time by Alice Petzold, an extraordinary coach who works with high performers, especially people working uh, as team leaders or uh, in leadership of teams, to get them to move from competition to collaboration. And you can find out more about her by going to accomplishmentcoaching.com and searching Alice Petzold, or by simply emailing alice.petzold, that's P-E-T-Z, as in zebra, O-L-D, at accomplishmentcoaching.com. Um, Alice, I know you're excited about our next person, yeah. because not only is she a corporate person, but she's a disruptor in the corporation and in yeah. the corporate world. Do you want to take the opportunity to introduce our, our guest who was with us for the first time? Yes. Um, it, it's, it's exciting as somebody who considers myself to be an instigator and a disruptor to know that there is someone doing this kind of work in the world. Um, I'm thrilled and delighted to introduce Tiffany David who is an entrepreneur, a speaker, and a culture enthusiast. Um, after decades of practice, practicing HR in organizations, um, she's bringing to these organizations um, something that would support them in doing more than just survive the legal landscape. She's been recognizing She's been recognized for her innovation in developing fresh and relevant performance management programs, coaching leaders on all levels, as well as um, gotten a lot of recognition for her engagement initiatives and internal onboarding plans. Um, Now, Tiffany also started and currently leads the Global Disrupt HR Movement how exciting to know there's something like this going on in the world. Um, it's not only a movement, it's also an event series. She is the founder and principal of Total People Management. Um, again, delighted to introduce Tiffany. Good morning. Hey, look around outside. Where, where in the world are you? Oh, my goodness. I'm in San Diego, so it's gray. Right down the road. Excellent. America's finest I city. Am. Or at least that's right. Recently. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> Tell us. I think that for a lot of people, um, disruptor is either an unknown term or. In certain circles, it's like almost cliche or hackneyed. Will you tell us, as the truck backs up outside, what the uh, what <laughs> what you mean by doing dis by being a disruptor or doing that work in the corporate world? Sure. I mean, I think that we have so many buzzwords that are kind of overused and misunderstood. And and maybe HR is one of those fields that it's most prevalent. I'm not sure, but sometimes I feel that way. Um, Disrupt HR is really a platform for people to kind of 
engage in this um, thought exchange. And what we mean by disrupt is that the way that we've been doing business in the past is no longer relevant for the future. And I would argue it's not even relevant for the way we conduct business today. So we're just reevaluating and sharing experiences in this speaker platform that allows us to kind of reevaluate what we've been doing and either change or throw out those things that are no longer working for us. And at the same time, we're developing new ways to make sure that our people initiatives are working. Thanks. I think you caught us by surprise there because I think uh, I was expecting, you know, like more about how to do that. So what? Um, <laughs> let me go a different direction, though. I think for most of our coaches listening, the HR department is pretty critical. In other words, it's the place where we um, do our, you know, kind of get introduced to the organization. And often that's problematic because HR may not always be the most uh, transparent area of the organization or the clearest in terms of what's really going on around there. How is it that, um, as a former HR person yourself, how is it that you address the, the HR departments when you're approaching an organization? Is there something that you know that you could share with us that would support us in either connecting better with the organization or avoiding it completely? Thank you so much for that question. You really hit the nail on the head because what you just described is a common perception of HR. And I would also say it's probably very common practice out there that HR is kind of close to the vest. They're not very personable. They're very much kind of the uh, whistle and clipboard policeman that roams the halls. And, you know, that is an idea. Right. That's an idea of the HR professional, certainly the HR leader, that I think we really need to throw away because that's not going to get us anywhere. And it's certainly not going to move us forward with the way people want to be treated. So you specifically were talking about onboarding. And and I would love to I'd love to kind of take that as an example. If you have a a great people department, and I I will continue to say people leaders because I just actually wrote uh, an article about the rebranding of HR. I think that once I tell people I'm in HR, they immediately bring all of their baggage to the conversation. And, you know, they imagine me, uh, the Toby from the office or, you know, some of the other kind of characters that we've been making fun of. But Um, You know, people leaders are so incredibly important. So with an initiative like onboarding, where it's it's very it's critical that you make people feel warm and welcome and included that very first day, even before they start work, that takes a team. And and that means that the manager gets involved. Um, I oftentimes will invite my manager that the new employee is going to be working for to reach out with them and and have a warm phone call before they start, about a week before they come in, just to kind of let them know maybe this is going to be what your first couple weeks look like. I've got this person assigned to you. Um, You know, this is what it's going to look like when you talk with the people leader about your benefits and so on. So it's, it's much more than just let's process this person with paperwork and get them sit, sitting at a desk with a computer that hopefully is connected. I can't tell you how many times that's not been in place. Mm-hmm. I work you know, at that and, same office, yes. And I know. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, just to really say, you know, we're prepared for you to join us. And we're really excited to have you contribute to our team. Um, you know, one of the things that I have done in the past, and I, 
I'm just always surprised at how popular and how meaningful this has been with employees is I have a, a welcome card that um, is signed by the team that they're going to be working with and just placed on their desk with their other office supplies. Um, it doesn't even really have to be any swag, although a lot of companies do do that, which is fine. But that welcome card I have seen years later and packed in a box as the employee is actually um, leaving to move on to other things. Oh. And it, I mean, that just strikes me as um, just validating how important it is to be welcomed by people and and have that um, process go successfully. So, you know, getting back to, sorry, I, I just kind of gave you that brief description, uh, description of disruption. But, um, you know, I think Alice is just really on point when she talks about being um, somebody who wants to push a progressive way to work. And, you know, the idea around this global movement that is Disrupt HR is that we're moving away from kind of these traditional practices and definitions and we're embracing change through the thought leadership. And, and that means um, not only HR professionals, but, you know, oftentimes we bring in CFOs, CEOs, you know, and new graduates from a, an HR program or any business person, because let's face it, we're all here together in this wonderful world of work. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and through that, you know, through those discussions and through this speaker platform, we give people little kind of nuggets of inspiration to either challenge what they're doing currently or to reevaluate it or maybe have a new idea about a better approach. And then just take it back to the boardroom, take it back to your team, even discuss it around your dinner table with your family or friends. And say, you know, what do you think? What, what is this about? Um, so Disrupt HR is not a learning platform. It's, it's in no way, shape, or form a webinar. We don't serve rubber chicken banquet dinners. It, this is not that. <laughs> I love it. The, the, yeah. This is, you know, everything that we do in this speaker format is disruptive. So we oftentimes mm-hmm. celebrate our profession. We celebrate, you know, being in the world of work. It's not all doom and gloom, we shouldn't be doing this, we should be doing this instead, we actually talk about how fortunate we are to live in this day and age where people leaders are actually um, able to move the needle and make real change, real positive change. A question that I have about that is I interrupt the disruptor, leave it to me, right? (laughs) It's Um, all right. (laughs) That's okay. I'm used to it. The question that I have (laughs) is that as coaches, we are working with, with with individuals and and teams on, you know, not only having the awareness of what would make a difference, but actually taking the actions and generating those results. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like there's an amazing conversation that's happening for people outside their organization. Is there any special technique that you have for supporting them and actually integrating it when they go home to their organizations. Yeah. Right. So traditional models would be that we give some people the theory, we give them the action items, we set them free and we say, hey, go practice. And we're going to define these benchmarks and we're going to follow up with you and see how it's worked, get your feedback, start the cycle again. So that's the traditional model. Being Disrupt HR, which we are, what we have decided to do instead is be as inclusive in, as possible in this uh, forum. 
And what that means is that we don't have any membership fees. Um, we keep the price of the events relatively low as much as possible. They're all nonprofits. Nobody's making money. Um, and and then we, as we, as I said, we plant the seed and we challenge them to take it back. Now, whether we close the loop, and I think that that's what you're asking, Alice, if I'm not mistaken, is we ask when disruptors come back and our return rate is pretty high, we ask them, what have you done with it? You know, uh, we we had this conversation on microaggression in your workplace. Have you noticed anything? How did that, what did you do with it? You know, and so we really put the onus of the responsibility on the people in the room, on the disruptors. So we empower them in a way mm-hmm. I think that's really, really strong. We say, look, we are not your teachers. We are not your guiders. We're not going to do that traditional model of learning. We're going to really ask you and require you to be adults. Come back to us and tell us what you've done because that's where the creativity really flows. And, and, and so it's much more of a dialogue than an instruction, if that makes sense. It does. Sorry, it does for me. I, I feel like I, I want to get to the heart of the matter, though. If I could ask you, so, you know, we've got, I don't know, thousands and thousands of coaches listening today. If there were something that you could wave your magic wand and have us either do or stop doing when it comes to relating to HR, is there something, is there like a key one, like, starting thing or stopping thing that you would have us take on? Yes, I think that the key starting point is to create self-awareness because no change can happen in my experience without self-awareness. Um, I have a great story if I could share one really quickly. <laughs> I was actually headed to a meeting with a CEO back when I was in the corporate world and uh, we were heading to have kind of um, a difficult conversation with some top leaders about the way they were handling um, a reduction in force and uh, kind of some details around that. And I said, you know, it's really important that we treat people with dignity at all stages, but maybe more so in this situation where we're letting people go and it's affecting their lives. And I said, so it's just important that we treat them the way they want to be treated, you know, the platinum rule, not the golden rule. And so we need to understand where they're coming for. And that takes the self-awareness on our part as well as, you know, kind of what our styles are. And and so we had this conversation, and at one point he kind of looked at me and he said, "Do you think I'm self-aware?" And I thought, I don't I don't know that he's really understanding the concept here. <laughs> you know, I can't tell somebody if they're self-aware. You know, that's something that you have to. It has to come from within. And I I was listening to just your your. Um, speaker that you had on before me and your guest and I kind of was listening to some of the things that she was saying internally and yeah I mean you have to um, understand your your personality your preferences and things like that and where coaches come in and it's just invaluable is they can sit with leaders and they can ask them to be higher versions of themselves and they can say, you know, I'm going to help you get there, but really a lot of this work is going to come from you. And, and once you get, that's the starting point to, to understand how to be a higher version. And it has to be authentic um, and, and it has to come from a place that is well-meaning and not just to do the next indicated step. And then from a, from a position of kind of self-awareness and being challenged to be a higher version of themselves, then you can really start treating people as human beings and not as resources. 
which is what all of us really want at the end of the day. Does that answer your question? It does. You know, I love that, and I get the universal applicability of it. I guess I was hoping that you'd tell me, like, you know, hit them right between the eyes with the truth, or tell them to take no prisoners, or, you know, something in the more, like, disruptor, like, you know, aggression disruptor thing. But I, I appreciate it. I also would, would comment just that you, uh, you know, anybody who asks the question, am I self-aware, is probably on the right track. Right there. Right. <laughs> if, right. if you have the question, you're probably doing just fine. Um, That's right. Yeah, Alice, what have you got? Well, I'm curious about how to there 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 seem to be people who are in that conversation that Christopher mentioned and you mentioned. Like, am I self aware? Where you're actually there? What do you see as the what makes a difference from people when they know of a great idea and they actually shift to integrate it inside their organization? Um, sorry, I'm not sure I understand it. So you're saying they know of a great idea and then they're ready to implement? Sorry, could you yeah, just rephrase actually, that so I understand? I have it that it takes something to be aware of a an innovation um, that you could bring to your organization, but... What are the key pieces that that you see in people that actually integrate it or bring it inside the organization? It seems like there's a lot in theory that's amazing out there, but then when people go home to their own companies, they're mired in sure. how things exist. Sure. Yes. No, I, yeah, okay, now I get it. Yes. So... I think that's our biggest challenge is to somehow turn that giant aircraft carrier around and and um, and it it doesn't really uh, in my experience doesn't even really relate to the size of the organization sometimes some some larger um, on the larger size of mid size maybe you know in San Diego we say mid size is one fifty that could be very small in l a but you know when you start talking about three and four hundred person organizations, sometimes they can be very nimble um, and the smaller organizations are more difficult to turn. But to your to your question, I think that the key characteristics of people who can really um, affect change in their organizations and that are successful typically start out with the very um, important characteristic of courage. You know, and I think that courage is sorely lacking in a lot of organizations today, but maybe nowhere more apparent than in HR. And, um, you know, case in point, the Wells Fargo debacle, and nobody seemed to have stood up from HR, even though they were getting complaints. And, you know, I I think that there is a a perception out there, even from HR practitioners that I've spoken with, that say, you know, uh, yes, I'm, I'm absolutely keeping compliant. I am making sure that I'm doing the best I can. But at the end of the day, I know who signs my paycheck. And I think that that is something that we really need to turn around. We need to address that because, um, yes, you're doing the best for the company. But at the end of the day, you know, when you cross that line, that ethics line, you must have the backbone to be courageous enough to stand up and and kind of hold your hand up and say, I, I see something that's not right here. Um, the same thing would go for implementing a positive change. It takes courage and it takes um, an awareness of the field to operate within kind of the fair and foul lines um, of the legal landscape and be able to sit down with your board of directors, for example, or your C-suite and say, you know, 
I just want to show you what I think would be better for the organization. Clearly, you have to have the data. And <clears throat> I think that that's an important part of people initiatives to have the data. But you know, in coaching, and I think all of us on this call realize that there are nuances above and beyond the data that sometimes are even more important. And they, because that's the human element of what we do. And not everything can be boiled down to a, a bottom line number. It can't be kind of trended, but it's just the right thing to do. And um, so to have the courage and to be able to speak intelligently to those initiatives and to persevere. So, you know, uh, when I talk about knowing your field as well, sometimes you have to meet the organization where it is and, mm -hmm. and chip away to gain trust and to gain validity. But to persevere with an uh, initiative that you know is going to be the best thing for the organization and the people within it is, um, it, yeah, it takes some tenacity. And, and the best way, if I could just take that one step further, the best way to continue to have that strength and to build that courage is through community. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, hold on. Um, You're a popular and, woman. Sorry about that. I don't know if you heard that. I had to get rid of that. Um, and so building community through Disrupt HR and, and being able to talk about what ideas have you tried in your organization, what challenges are you encountering, uh, you know, how have you navigated uh, getting buy-in with your leadership team, that is exactly, uh, you know, kind of the payoff of Disrupt HR as well, is building mm -hmm. this idea of community. Because, you know, HR people, uh, we are we hold things in confidence because that's the nature of what we do. And we rarely can talk with people in our organizations about sensitive items. But if we are able to share in broad terms without, you know, kind of um, betraying any confidences in a forum like Disrupt, Disrupt HR or in the community we build, so much the better. And, and I think that that's really one of the biggest points of Disrupt HR that's so um, attractive to people. Can you tell us a little bit about total people management? Sure. Yes. Well, I mean, that's that's my business that I use as a vehicle for doing all of the disruption that we just talked about. Um, <laughs> so that's that's my uh, my way of getting out into the business community and practicing what I preach. And uh, I love it that I'm able to support the entrepreneurial community. So, you know, I, I deal a lot with startups here in San Diego, um, a lot of technology startups, but others as well. Uh, but I, I really have a, a lot of fun with um, leaders and entrepreneurs that are ready to have the discussion about what to do for culture these days. I mean, we were talking about how disrupt is kind of a misused and misunderstood buzzword. Culture is another one of those that I would put in there. And um, I, I love to get in front of the culture discussion at an early point to, to really guide the organization to where we can be nimble and we can um, we can make sure that employees are contributing the way that's best for them and that's best for the organization. So, for example, uh, a lot of my uh, entrepreneurs will talk about uh, the war on talent. Everybody knows about the war on talent, you know, and especially in technology. You know, people Tiffany, can write their own paychecks. Sure. Tiffany, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to be clear. We've got about one minute left, and so I don't want to oh, um, misrepresent <laughs> the, the available time, okay? You can no, have it no, all. That's I just fine. Want, to, want to make sure you're Thank you. looking at it. Thanks. 
No, thank you. So I was just going to put in a little bit there, and I'll, I'll speed it up, just how important culture is. And I do uh, some really fun work with diversity and inclusion, which I call diversity and invitation. And so uh, it's just a lot of fun in, in San Diego to be doing that kind of work. And it's such important work. Uh, let me give you this. Let me give you a little opportunity for a parting thought or a parting shot. We've got about 30 seconds left. If you could give us one thing to sort of take us, take us forward in our day, what would you leave us with today? Question everything. Question everything about the practices in your organization having to do with people. And that goes from benefits to um, onboarding to offboarding. Question everything and ask, is it necessary? Is it something that we need to do from a legal standpoint? And if it is, I would even challenge your audience to have a little bit more say in the legislation uh, around our legal practices and make sure that they're really focusing on the key areas that we need to improve and and put a little muscle into that because I think sometimes they're well-meaning, but they miss the mark. Beautiful. That is extraordinary, and that is exactly why we love the amazing Tiffany David. Tiffany, tell us the website again and some of the upcoming events as we uh, yes. as the music plays. Yeah, I'm happy to. My website is uh, totalpeople.management. The disrupthr.co website has all of the cities throughout the world. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alice Petzold, for being with us. Thank you, Clarice, for keeping us on time. And thank you, my dear listener, for listening to another edition of The Coaching Show. Uh, we will be back in live and in person next week. We'll talk to you then. Thank you. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. 
The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and they're debilitating because it affects the quality of their life, and they cannot function properly. At Progressive, we get the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And Mm. once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly and we put them on an all-natural approach and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. Improve your business and your life with useful information from experts and thought leaders. WS Radio is radio with ROI.